0: Good evening, we welcome you this evening, thank you for joining us, those who's watching online, thank you for joining and we pray that you sense and feel the presence of God and Lord, we just enter into your presence, Lord, and we thank you for all you do, Lord, and we glorify your name today, Lord. Father, thank you for your faithfulness, thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Father God, and we just worship you today, Father, we just honor you, we come into your presence, Father God, and we just give you all the glory, and we thank you that your word never fails, thank you, Father God, we just worship you, we just worship you, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord.
1: I worship to you. You alone is worthy to receive the glory and the honor and the praises and all the worship we can give. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Worship you in this place, Lord God. We honor you in this place, Lord God. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place. Oh, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come and fill my mouth with your words. Hallelujah. And I thank you for your presence right now. I welcome you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Good evening. I've been ministering tonight. As you can see, Pastor Maria and uh, Pastor Jack and all of them, uh, they're in Pennsylvania right now. Taking care of some church uh, business. And so I've been ministering uh, to you this evening. Those of you online, I welcome you. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining in. And uh, I hope you get blessed by the word that goes forth. And uh, today, <laughs> I have, uh, I'm going to be talking about something. I'm going to be talking about something that we were taught in this church for like 20 days in a row by Pastor Jack. I found him, found him uh, pastor. All he taught, he taught us about is about love. Alright? And God is love. We know that God is love. What better topic that you, you want to know more than, you know what I mean, other than love? And so you can never get enough of hearing about love. Alright? And so uh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to get right into it. I have a couple of things here. Hallelujah. Right? Father God, I thank you, Father God, for your word. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, that your word, that your word will go, Father God, and accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish for the God. I pray that it it rests on, on, on the heart for the God and, and cause hearts to, to be changed tonight. And not go void. And so I thank you, Father God for using me mightily for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so Pastor Maria Maria is talking about faith, obviously, right? The language of faith and everything. And uh, uh, I heard Kenny Hagan. I'm pretty sure you guys heard him mention a lot about Kenny Hagan. And uh, I heard an interview about Kenny Hagan, and uh, they asked him about, oh, what is faith? And so he had a couple of things that he had to say about faith, because he's like the general when it comes to faith. He's like the general of faith in, a, in the body of Christ. And uh, he said, faith is the substance of things not hope, things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. And uh, he also told, told him, oh, you can't, you can't be saved without it, because by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not of yourself. And he also told him, you can't live for God without faith because the just shall live by faith. And he said, you can't please God without faith because because, uh, without faith it's impossible to please God. Right? And you can't grow and develop spiritually without faith because Paul tells tells us in 2 Thessalonians uh, 1 verse 3, that your faith grow exceedingly. And he goes on to say, faith is important, and we know that faith is important, but he said, greater than faith is love. All right? And so, we know from the scripture that faith, hope, and love, and the greater is love. All right? And we'll see from the scripture, the Bible talks about four types of love. He talks about four uh, uh, type of love that we're gonna be getting into this evening, and uh, but before I get into that, I'm gonna read you from Psalm 36:5 in New Living Translation. I'm gonna give you a lot of scripture, guys. Okay, this is a midweek Bible study. We are studying the Bible, so I'm gonna give you a lot of scripture. That's what I'm known for, <laughs> and so. In Psalm 36, 5, the New Living Translation, it says, uh, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is vast as the heaven. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the cloud. And in Isaiah 54, 10, in the New Living Translation, it tells us, For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. In John 4, 16, in NIV, it says, And so we know and rely on the love of God has for us. God is love. Whoever believes in love lives in God, and God in them. In 1 John 4, 7, and 8, in New Living Translation, it tells us, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for God comes from God for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. All right, so in the Bible, there's four types of love that, that God shows us in the Bible. One, the first one that, we, that we're going to be talking about is love uh, found in the Greek word eros, and it's pronounced i eros. We're going to talk about the second type of love that the Bible uh, mentions. It's a storge, and it's pronounced torge in the Greek word. We're going to talk about filial love. And then last but not least, I'll, we'll get into agape love, the greater love of all love. All right? So now in heroes, it's characterized by romantic love. What is a hero's love? A hero love is a romantic love. Well, you experience this in marriage. God has given us the privilege to experience this in marriage. When we're romantic, you know, hug, hugs, kisses, <laughs> and things to that are nature with your partner. And so intimacy, obviously, when you get married, then you have a good benefit that comes with that, which is sex, okay? But I'm going to th- talk a little bit about about marriage, and if you can see this wedding, wedding ring right here, this belongs to my father. Marriage is very important in the eyes of God. He's the one that set it up for men and women to come together and become one flesh. And so it's very important and it's very sacred to God, in the eyes of God. And so I remember, this is my father's ring right here. I remember when my, 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 my mom and, and my father, their marriage was rocky. And uh, you know, there was fight, quarrel, and everything. And the kids was taking side. My brother, one of, most of my brother was taking side for my mom. And other brothers uh, would take side for my, for my father. And there was fight. And I remember my mom, actually one time, my sister came over and she's like, she's putting words in my mouth ears. And she's like, you know what? You should divorce him. And that's the last word you want to hear. When you're married she said she, she said you should divorce him and i remember my mom just not telling her nothing and just quiet not telling her nothing when she left i asked her i'm like mom so what was she she's really telling you because you know things was rocky and my father it, it came to the point that my father actually had put her hands on my mom and we all we all got mad, we all mad, and the whole family is mad and everything. And my mom is like, of oh, course, she told me that I should divorce my, uh, uh, that I should divorce your dad. And, uh, and I looked at my mom, and she knew the answer, I didn't have to tell her. She knew the answer, she's like, no, I did not get married to get divorced. So for as much, for as much fight that he, she had with, with my dad, she knew enough not to divorce him regardless she knew the importance of marriage she knew enough that she wouldn't let nobody no kids and she had about 10 of them and she wouldn't let no none of her kids come in between her marriage and break a marriage even though my mom and my dad they they were kind of separated and talking to each other till my mom got sick and uh and then they kind of talk and why not but then my mom passed away my dad never, 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 ever threw this thing away. And so I went over to my sister, because my, my dad is staying with my sister. I went over to my sister and I asked her about his wedding, uh, his wedding band, and she gave it to me. And so I wear it because this will remind me, regardless how rocky your marriage gets, regardless how, how bad or whatever, situation that you think your marriage is into, just hold on, uh, hold on to strength, right? Hold on to strength. Don't, the, the last thing you want to do is divorce. The last thing you want to do is divorce. Because then again, when you, once you divorce, the enemy already won. And then the family is broken apart. The kids is going to go, you know what I mean, separate ways and everything. There's a lot of chaos that, that comes when, when, when you get divorced. And there goes the plan of God for your life. You know, what I mean that he, he He put it all together for you, for you and your wife to get, to be married and have child and have family, which is very important to 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 God, and is very sacred to God. And also, in Bible tells us tells us a husband to love her wife. as Christ loved church. You know, He doesn't say, "Oh, wife, love your husband." <laughs> it says, husband, love your wife as Christ loves church. Because one thing about, we, about women that I know for sure the more love you put into them, the more love you get it back as a husband. And that's women. M- women they, they, they multiply things. You give them something, they multiply and give you tenfold back or, and things of that nature. So it's all good when you do good by your wife, okay? So, fellas, love your wife. And for the next love that we talk, we're we're gonna be talking about is the love of storage. It's called storage. Storage is characterized by family love. This is the this is uh this is when uh, God created Adam. God wanted a family all along in His plan, in His great plan, right? And so He created Adam and Eve. And uh, we know from the story that Adam and Eve they fell, they they committed treason with uh, with Satan the serpent, and they fell fell from the state of grace and they fell uh, uh, to sin. And uh, obviously, the Bible tells us that uh, Satan became the father of men. But even then, even then, when man fell, God still provided a way, some way or some shape or form, that he would communicate with, with, his, with his creation, with it, that he would have some sort of relationship with his creation. And so we know from the story that he cut a covenant with Abraham, and he had a somewhat relationship with Abraham. And then we go on the story with, with, with Moses, where they sacrificed animals for the atonement to cover their sin. And it was a blood every every year because the priest has to go and and present, you know, to go and uh, present that the blood for the sins of the people. And the sin the the, the, the blood of the animal only covered sin. It didn't cleanse their sin. And so they had to go every year to go and uh, to, to make sacrifice of animals so that their sin could be covered. But God had a master plan. God had a master plan because he gave, he gave his son to the world. He approached a virgin named Mary and next thing you know, Jesus came into the scene. Je- Jesus got born the sacrificial lamb that was to be born and take away the sin of the world, and in that saying, that's where we got. That's where God paid for ransom for our sin. Right? God paid for ransom for our sin with it, with the blood of His Son. And uh, and uh, from there on, <coughs> and from there on, sin was dealt with. By the blood of Jesus, sin was dealt with. Not only just dealt with, but sin was purged. And we don't even have to, we don't, we don't have to think about sin if we don't have to. But for some reason, in our mind, we, we keep the, conscience, the sin conscience, and that's what keeps us to keep on sinning even more. And now realizing that Jesus already paid for sin, already paid, purged the sin away, that he, we, we don't even have to deal with sin no more. Obviously, we're not perfect. We're going to miss it here and there, but that's why God is so, is so good in his love that he is wonderful and just to forgive you of, the, of your sin. All right? And that's the family love. God, God always wanted a family. Always wanted a family. And so he allowed us, his, his human beings, his creation to, to experience this torch love which is in Greek, that we read in Greek. And then there's a filial love. Filial love is characterized by brotherly love. Well, now that we have been free, now that we have been free of life, that only comes through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we are brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Now, in 1 John 4, 7 and 8, it tells us, Dear friend, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. That is the brotherly love that we carry as the brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus in the house, household of faith. All right? But last, last but not least, let's talk about agape love. Agape love is, God, is God's divine love, right? We all know that, I hope. In agape love, God's love is so pure in his holiness that sin can even stand in his presence. This love right here, the scripture tells us that this love is patient. This love is kind. This love is not jealous. This love is not boastful. Or proud. Or rude. This love does not demand its own way. This love is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. This love does not rejoice about injustice but rejoice whenever the truth wins out. This love never gives up, never loses faith, and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. This is the agape love of God, God's divine love, And we also see in Scripture that when we receive that in this love, actually, you see that in this love you have peace, you have joy, you have goodness, you have faithfulness, you have self-control. All the fruit of the Spirit that comes with this love. And this love is received by faith. That's why faith is important, but we know that faith works by love, so in order for us to receive this type of love, we receive it by faith. And we, we did that when we received the free gift, when we received the Holy Spirit. Amen? In Romans 5.5, 5, it tells us, And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This love of God has been given to me, you, and every child of God that is born of the Spirit. And we experiment this type of love. Who but Jesus is the best one that ever modeled God's love for us in our life. If you go to, uh, if we open our Bibles to Matthew 9, we'll see a story over here of Jesus that he actually demonstrates God's love for the people. Matthew 9, let me go there. You're going to read the whole thing.. Get us water there. Praise God. So this love was embodied, Im- embodied in Jesus. And in Matthew 9, we read the story, we read, we read the whole passage, and you'll see how, how God, how Jesus demonstrated his love. In verse 1, it says, Jesus, he entered a boat, crossed over, and came into his own city. They brought to him a man sick with paralysis, lying on a bed, and Jesus, seeing their fate, said to para- paralytic p- par- par- paralytic <laughs> I have a hard time with this word son, of, son be of good cheer your sins are forgiven verse 3 tells says, then certain scribes said within themselves this man blasphemes. Jesus knowing their thoughts said why do you think evil in your heart for which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say arise and walk but that you may know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to paral- p- p- paralytic, Arise, pick up your bed, and go into your house. And he rose and departed to his house. But when the crowd saw it, they were amazed and glorified God, who had given, give, who had given such authority to man. In verse 9, has Jesus passed on there, they saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector station. And he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. While Jesus sat at supper in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well do not need a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn that this what this means. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Then the disciples of John came to him asking, Why do we and the, the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, Can the guests of bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them, but the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and then they will fast. No one sews a piece of new cloth into an old garment, for that which is soon, soon in to fill it up pulls on the garment, and the tears is made worse. Neither do men put new wine into old skins, or else the wine skins burst, the wine runs out, and the wine skins perish. But they put new one into new one's skin, skin, and both are preserved. Verse 18 says, While he was speaking these things to them, a certain ruler came and worshipped them, saying, My daughter, even now dead, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. Jesus rose and followed him, and so did his disciples. Then a woman who was ill with flow of blood, flow of blood for twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I might just touch his garment, I shall be healed. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well instantly. When Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the music- musicians and mourners making a noise, he said to them, Depart. The girl is not dead, but is sleeping. And they laughed at him in scorn. But when the people were put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl rose, and the news of this went into all the land. As Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. When he entered the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be done for you. And their eyes were open, and Jesus strictly commanded them, See that no one knows of it. But when they departed, they, they spread his fame all, in all the region. As they went out, they brought him a mute man possessed with a demon. And when the demon was cast out, the mute man spoke, and the crowds were amazed, saying, This has never been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said he cast out demons from the rulers of demons. Jesus went throughout all the cities and uh, and villages, teaching in in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the crowd, he was moved with compassion for them, because they fainted and were scattered, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plenty, but the labors are few. Therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest, that he will send out laborers in his harvest. You see, Jesus modeled the love of God to the people. In this one day in his ministry, he called, in this one day in his ministry, Jesus healed a paralytic man. He called Matthew to follow him. He sat down with tax collectors and sinners. Someone worshipped him. He healed a woman with issue of blood. He rose a girl from the dead. He healed two blind men. He cast out demons from a mute man and the mute spoke. He preached and teached in the synagogue. Why? Because he was moved with compassion. He was moved with the love of God. Amen? And so, what prompted Jesus to do such a thing? It's because Jesus loves people. You see, love will see one don't at a worst point, and not tear them down. Love will reach out with compassion and kindness and strengthens people and lift them up. Now you see, safe people is at the lowest spiritually, right? They don't need people who love God to come and tell them about, to, to come and put them down when they're at the, the lowest point. You see, they need people that the love of God has been shared in in, in your heart for us to go and tell them about the love of God. They need people like us to go and tell them about the hope that they can find in Jesus. And that's what they're looking for. That's what the world is looking for. And that's what God gave Jesus to the world in the first place, so the world can have hope and be safe. Amen? They need hope. Well, we see in the scripture that love is always hopeful. Love never give up. Love never lose faith. That through God's kindness we show the people God will lead them to repentance and eventually they will find hope. Amen. <clears throat> it's through love that we serve It's through love that we serve one another best. We serve each other best in the church when we walk in love with one another. We love our widows (laughs) best when we love them enough to care for them, to even meet their need. We serve and impact our community best when we allow God's love and move us with compassion. With the love of God we strengthen and build up a strong family. We serve our kids, our grandkids and our wives, our husband in the Lord. We are husband, we, we hear from God. We will hear from God and lead our family according to God's will. It's through love. With the love of God we'll be able to mentor young ones. We're patient and in wisdom and knowledge of God. And so, We often follow love because love never fails. You know, we see through the scripture that God see, even even when we were dead, when we were yet sinners, God gave his, his son. He gave Jesus so through him we can have eternal life. It is through love, it is through love that we can through the love that has been shed abroad in our heart from the Holy Spirit, that we can love each other best. It is through love that we can be the best that we can be in our family. It is through love that we can save, that we can save the gener- generation of people that's lost out there to come to Christ. It is through love and his kindness. The Bible says the kind. God's kindness leads people to repentance. People don't need need us to to beat them down and let them know, oh, you are sinners and and, uh, you need God, and and if you don't, you go to hell. They need love. Because if we show them love and we show them kindness, then the kindness of God that we show them leads them to repentance. Not a way of thinking that will lead them to to repentance or lead them to God. It is through love. And so it's very important to walk in love. I mean, I love Pastor Jack because I remember he talked a lot about love. So love is embedded in my heart. And everything that that, that I do, I try to come out from the standpoint of love. Everything that I do. Whether it's with my, my, my daughter, my, fam- my, my, my wife, my family members, my co-workers, I try to come, come up uh, from, a step, from, from a place of love. Because I know that when I show them love, I'm showing them uh, kindness. And at the same time, I'm watching my, my witness as a believer so that through love they can see that I am a disciple of, of Christ. And, uh, and the scripture tells us that they will only know that we are God, the Jesus' disciples through love, Amen. not through our knowledge, not through our wisdom, not through our intelligence, not through our, mm-hmm. us being smart, but through the love of God that has been shared abroad in our heart, and that's how people will be saved. Amen? Amen. I pray. I pray that when we leave here we go home and meditate on 1 uh, Corinthians uh, 13 about love of God. That is the love of God that God has given us. You know God is not uh, love is not boastful. Love is not envy, None of that. You know especially in my marriage, I know that when, I, when I'm showing my wife <laughs> love and I'm showing my kids love and I'm showing my stepson love, I've been noticing, I've been trying to put that into in, in, in practice in my own life. And love is something that you grow into, and it's not something that you just feel. This type of love is not just something that you feel, but it's something that you grow into. And so the more love I put into my wife and the more love I put into my kid and my son and my family. However, I see the changes around them. I see that our relationships changing to the better. The relationship with me and my stepson is changing to the better. The relationship between me and my wife is is going to to a higher level. And the relationship between me and my, my daughter is good. You know? Love never fails. And love is always hopeful. For the best. You know? That's why when you see somebody, anybody that you you come in contact with, however, how they look like, or let's say whatever, uh, you know, what we consider to be not the best in the world, right? We see the best in people. The love of God in our heart causes us to see the best in people, regardless of what they look like or who they are, who we think they are. We're supposed to see the best in them regardless and show them the love of God that is in our heart. We're not supposed to be beating out people like, like I said earlier, beating them and, and put them down or tear them down or anything like that. Love strengthens individual. And love builds individual up to get them up to, a, to a better place in their life. And so I pray tonight that that this love that has been shed in our heart that will put this love into practice in our own life. Walk the, walk a life of love. Walk in love with all men. Everywhere that you go, walk, walk in love with everyone. I try to do that. Yeah, I snap here and there. <laughs> I make mistakes here and there. I snap here and there. But you know what I know I know better enough to go straight to God and, and have a heart of repentance and have a heart that ask God for forgiveness and the moment that I blow up I go to God and I ask him for forgiveness and the scripture tells us that he is wonderful and just to forgive and he always forgives us of our sin and then he restores our fellowship with him that we will stay in a good relationship with our father amen and so, let's practice. Let's practice to, to walk more in love with, with people, and uh, live a life that leads live a life that leads people to repentance by us showing them the kindness of God through the love that has been in our heart. Amen. Amen. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna pray seven, four, fifty, and then we'll and then we'll give. Uh, Father, I thank you so much, Father God, for the love that you have shed abroad in our heart. I pray, Father God, for this love, we will shine it bright through, through the world for the God that is in darkness. We shine your, your light so bright through your kindness, Lord God, that will lead them to repentance. And that will lead them to find hope in your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For at one point in our life, for the God, we was without, we was lost and uh, you still loved us regardless we was in our sin you still love us regardless in our mess you still loved us regardless and you saved us and you took us with the blood of your sin jesus christ You cleansed us and now for the god we are your part of your family and we have the ministry of reconciliation through your son jesus christ because he he paid the price for us he paid the ransom for us and so father with the same hope that we have now we bring this hope to the world that is lost to the world that is in darkness and we pray for the god that they may receive your free gift of eternal life that can only be found in jesus christ we give you glory Father God, we give you honor, and we thank you for your Son. and we thank you for your Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Amen. If you like to give, Thomas will put an envelope in your hands and uh, second uh, Luke 6:38 tells us that given shall be given unto us, pressed down, shaken together, run it over. Man shall be given unto your bos- bosom. With the same measure you meet, it shall be made unto you. And Pastor Maria always tells us that we don't get to give. We don't, we don't just give, but we get to give. Amen. You know, we know that our seed doesn't come from from just our hot toy, but the, the seed has been given to us by God. And uh, as, a, as a good steward, steward of his kingdom, when we sow to his king, into his kingdom, we know that he, he causes harvest. The, the Bible tells us that, our room don't have, that we don't have a room to receive it. And so we as a church, we are stewards of God. And uh, we are here. We are here for the kingdom. We are here to do the work of God and uh, expand his kingdom. And one way we expand his kingdom is through love. Another way to expand this kingdom is through our finances, because it takes finances in this world to accomplish a lot of things that we need to accomplish, especially in this church, you know? And, uh, and, this, and God has been blessed in this church, and uh, we're going places. <laughs> Amen? Amen. All right. So i pray. Father, I thank you for the God so much. I thank you that you have given seed to the sower, Father God. And as we sow, you cause, to, you cause it to grow. We thank you, Father God, for this good soil that we sow our seeds into. And we thank you for harvest. In Jesus' name, Amen. So guys, thanks for coming, I'm going to let you guys go a little earlier, 7.50, so I'm going (laughs) to, I hope you guys got something from me, from the scripture, even if you get, you get nothing from me, but get from the scripture, amen, thanks for coming, thanks for the support.